0: Or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Preston Super Show. And... You seen the Red Sox take it to the Yankees in the American League Wild Card So we're gonna recap that for a minute. You re- did you really see the Yankees going down like that, six to two? That was a little bit embarrassing for the Yankees. You spent all this money to bring in Gallo and Rezo. You have all this money for pitching, and that was just a bad performance. But the Red Sox, you gotta give them credit. Don't take anything away from the Red Sox. They dominated at their home field and, uh, at their home ballpark there. So what are you gonna do? It's Fenway. It's, it's a tough place for opponents. And the Red Sox just worked it. They were just hitting the balls on the right spots and, uh, they were just timing everything at the plate. And they look good, uh, all the way through. And they finished strong as well. Uh, So I think the Red Sox are going to be a big contender coming out of the American League. Then we got today, October 6th, which is about to be It's 11.33 p.m. at the time uh recording here. But you're looking at a Cardinals team that's hot. One of the hottest teams in baseball versus the Dodgers. Dodgers at home. Putting Max Scherzer on the mound. And the Cardinals are sending out Adam Wainwright. It's going to be a good game. And when you see games like that. You know they're going to come down to the wire. I guess. There's, you know. Only so much you can say. For this. Dodgers team. It's a, a team that's. Well put together. A lot of hitters. But uh, the Cardinals are the better slugging team in my eyes. And I, I think that you can get to Scherzer and you can get to Wainwright. And it's not going to be about your starting pitcher. If you get into trouble, it's going to instantly be about how good your bullpen. We've seen the Cardinals bullpen, uh, play to the level of their opponent. And I think you're going to see that in this game. I think the Cardinals sneak this one out. And I think you get a continuance of how good this Cardinals team is when they get a rhythm hitting the ball. I think they're going to find the rhythm. I think I think they will against the Dodgers. I think I think it's going to be close. Like the over set at seven and a half for that game. That's a good line. It's almost too good. But I would have to say it's probably going over that because I think that you can get to either one of these pitchers. I think that in an elimination game, neither team, you have nothing to lose. You're going to lay it all on the line. I see it going over. Definitely over in this game. Then I want to focus a little bit on the NBA upcoming season. The preseason, you know, for basketball, you're just kind of seeing what your acquisitions look like. How well does that second unit play? So that's more of the, the preseason, but the Bulls, uh, are looking good. They're strong coming out of Chicago. So I'm really happy with this Bulls team and how they look. And the season's gonna open on October 19th. Uh, Nets versus the Bucks. That's gonna be a good one. But I see like this season's gonna be great for basketball because you have so much competition, so many different teams, uh, have made moves and just the, the game's getting better uh than it has been. And that's good coming out of the bubble for the NBA. So the, the game's definitely picked up. So I think it's going to be a good year for the NBA. I don't know if it's going to be the best year, but I think the competition level will be there. I think you'll have a lot of, a lot of uh, closely contested playoff spots come down the wire on the, uh, in both conferences, East and West. I think it's going to be a great year, but I'm really excited for this Bulls team. Now you have Vukovic who's been in the system. You got Billy Donovan who's a great head coach. Um, you got Zach Levine who's going to, going to put in work. And if he's not afraid to share that basketball a little bit more than, than normal, then this Bulls team will really excel out there. You kept, uh Kobe White, you gave him another another shot. This is a year he's got to do it. And I think he I think he's got a really good upside, so I don't don't see a problem with it. But then you brought in Caruso, um, and I think with Caruso, like that move for the Bulls to pick Caruso was so strange, but made so much sense at the same time. Like we, not everybody may have seen that coming, but it, overall, it's been a just a a steady feed of, uh, moves in the offseason. The Lakers have made a lot of moves and they're going to be good. And not to get too far off from the Bulls, but they have made a lot of good decisions this offseason. It's been their best offseason in the last 10 years. I really mean it. And you're looking at a team where, you know, Zach Levine's going to score. A lot. He's a prolific scorer in the NBA. If you watch basketball. But the problem you have with Zach Levine is. Like the problem you have with a lot of players. They don't do it every night. So then you bring in DeMar DeRozan. This is a guy that is bringing the Spurs. Most of their scoring last year. And. Is good in. Every phase of the game. He's also a good defender. So I think that. The heart of this Bulls team. Is going to be very strong, like the core pieces—Vukovic, DeRozan, Levine—and then you have other guys that are going to play their role. And now you have a solid squad, a good product on the floor. Very excited for that. Other teams have regressed, unfortunately. You know, I'm a closet Raptors fan. I like that team, but I will tell you that they've taken a step back. You know, they—they're not they they haven't kept the right players and they've gotten rid of the wrong players. And that's a problem teams have. Um, you have to look at teams that are gonna continue to get better like the New York Knicks. That's a team that's gonna be scary all year. They're gonna play tough, they're physical, they're their benches deep, and all these guys are coming around for another year. These these younger teams that has played together, so It's going to be a good New York Knicks team. I expect them to make the playoffs out of the East, which is easy to do if you have, you know, those core pieces like Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. Um, and then, you know, guys are out here working hard during the regular season to basically put themselves in a position to have bigger contract the next year. Um, with that team or another team. So it's also like guys have to market themselves in a way. And then that comes with, you know, what what they look like on the floor. What are their numbers? What are they producing? Um at the end of the day. Uh so I I think that for the NBA's sake, like the way it's set up, I think it's it's going to be just fine. Like this year coming around. It'll be pretty much a an, an, like another level because of the competition is going to be a lot tighter with some of these other teams, like Sacramento Kings, like, uh, you know, the Charlotte Hornets. So when you're kind of looking at it from all angles, you see that even the Mavericks have a good team, you know, Luka Doncic and, uh, Porzingis. And it feels like the talent level so unbalanced in the East and West, but it evens out. Really, evens out. You can't forget your defending champion, Bucks, and that's a game that kind of highlight. like, sh- like shadow on the calendar. Like, remember, the real season starts October nineteenth. We got Bucks and Nets. Like, highlight that one because I think the Bucks come out strong, and you and you'll remember, like. That's a consistent team. They're getting consistency from Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's it's a consistent team, no matter how you look at it. In Bledsoe, so I really like that Bucks team. I like how they look, and and they're they're definitely dominant out there. And the Brooklyn uh, Nets, you can't help but kind of like this team. You can't kind of help like this team a little bit. So you're gonna you're gonna watch them, and you're gonna want a good game. So I think we get one there. And uh, I want to talk to you guys about some um, some movies I've been watching here. A little thought provoking, little thought provoking stuff. Newer stuff. um I finished watching that Wandavision. You know, Wandavision got it right. I will say, I was happy with Wandavision. Like when I seen the nine episodes of that, got through the series finale. I was impressed with that show and how it came together and it left you with the cliffhanger and that was good. Um, and not to spoil it, you know, too much for everybody, but like seeing, uh, the vision part at the end and actually getting, uh, a good, a good fight scene there. You know what I mean? Some good fight scenes with Wanda and Agnes. That, that kind of put the icing on the cake for me. then the, you know the mandalorian season two that was good on people slept sleeping on the mandalorian but the mandalorian season two was raw and when they do this book of boba fett like that's the time to get disney plus if you don't have it like i'd definitely say prime video is probably the best to me because you get the best selection of movies but i think hbo max is probably up there right with it because the problem with hbo max is like of course it's hbo max is the most expensive one of them all but it's really not that bad but it's just like when you have these other options you're like you just want the one that works for you and hbo max is like a lot of that stuff too the shows are not necessarily something i'm going to watch where i'm more of a movie person so prime video kind of fits me better but then you got of course netflix that's the legendary one. Um, then Disney Plus was coming along nicely. Like Star Wars Visions was like, you have to go watch Star Wars Visions. If you haven't seen Star Wars Visions, you're tripping. That was so good. Um, watch that all the way through Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus. That was sick. Um, for, for like an anime. Star Wars mixture. That was just, it was just nuts. And I just wanted more. I wasn't ready for it to end. But there was a lot of good episodes in there. You're gonna like the one where he battles the old, old guy when they get to the planet and they have to go look for him. You're gonna like that one. And then the one where this chick's got like this umbrella lightsaber. That was raw. Like there's just so much happening in that show. I gotta say uh, what I watched today that was good was uh The Lost City of Z. I recommend it. I will say I only give it 3 out of 5 stars on my scale. Like it's only gonna get 3 out of 5 stars on my scale. The problem with it was... There just was too much mellow dramatic moments. And that was just kind of meh. But then there was, there was a lot of good parts in there. And then, uh, the cliffhanger at the end, that throws you through a loop. You're like, okay, that's good. I like that. So I recommend, uh, The Lost City of Z. Now, there's an older movie I watched too, uh, Marvel Avengers Civil War. I didn't watch that the first time around. I was kind of like, well, whatever with it. But then when I watched it, I really liked it. Um, because that, you know, for superhero movies, it's like, it is what it is for me. Like, I, I, I can take them and leave them. So with that one, like I like to see them I like to see them all eventually but like when I see some of them like Ant-Man and Lost Man I'm like okay this, maybe it's not for me maybe this is just for the kids you know what I'm saying like nah, maybe it's not for me but with the Avengers Civil War like the only critique I have really the hard knock I have on that movie is the Civil War wasn't much of a Civil War like the, they did fight and they had a tough battle there and Um, Iron Man, you know, stumped double Don Cheadle guy gets, you know, I mean like that, that, that whole thing to me is like stretching it. That was stretching it. The one guy that gets hurt is kind of the character that is, I'm like, that wasn't like an original thing in the Avengers. So I'm like. All right. You know, and, but there's a lot of that in there where it's not the original Avengers. It's all kind of new Avengers. And that's good because it's kind of like keeping it going, you know, in, in the Avengers game that came out on the game pass that I've, uh, played on and off here doing the campaign. They got the new Avenger in there. They need to make a movie with, uh, that chick because like she's got like a mixture of the Hulk. In Iron Man. In our powers. So like. That would be something to see too. But. That that WandaVision. Do not sleep on WandaVision. I have to give that show. uh, Four and a half stars. Out of five. Because. It had. Like the quirky stuff. That you're like. You can probably take or leave. But it had the good moments. And the suspense. And the plot was written really well. Uh, Cat Dennings. Man, she's a babe. She comes in there, and that was good. Uh, her part was, was dope. And they just kind of just like spawning new ideas more for the Marvel universe is what it looked like to me. Which is the MCU. But I mean, you know, it's, it's what they do. But with superhero movies, like, yeah, if, if it if it doesn't fit the bill, it's not for me. But the, a lot of them I do end up watching. Like, I've seen all the Iron Man's and, like, you know, The Incredible Hulk, when everybody was ripping on it, and I liked it. And I'm like, hey, aren't you guys, you know, superhero, fan- well, superhero fans? And everybody's ripping on the Hulk movie. It's like, man, you're not real fans. But those shows I would definitely recommend to you. Um... One show I watched, one good movie that I watched that you should check out. Once Upon a Time in Mexico on Tubi. Watch that movie. James Franco, um, has a good part in that movie. Like it's, it's funny. Like it's unexpected, but then it's like, okay, it's kind of like what you expect from James Franco. And, uh, you're, you know what, like, with some movies, you know what you're going to get. But with this movie, I did not expect what I was going to get. But I'd recommend it because it's just, it's hard not to. Like, it's hard not to. And then uh Tommy Lee Jones, you know, what can you say? Anything he's in it, anything he touches is good. So, when, when you're seeing him in the movie, he killed it. That one on Tubi I definitely recommend. And Tubi's not bad. Like there's some ads, but they tell you how many ads, they tell you how much time the the ads are. So that's not bad. Like you can remember that, you know, for down the road. Football Thursday you know, uh the football podcast up for okay. you. We're going to get to that tomorrow, break all the games. Uh, and then kind of just what's been up with me. Uh, you know, working on my novel, uh, and you know, it's called Badge in the Shadows, and I've just been continually working on it. And uh, it's been, it's, it's time consuming, along with life. Uh, but yes. This is going to be my debut novel So it's it's taking a lot of time Because I want this to come out right And as more details On it come uh, You know I, I will bring those To you basically But uh, I'm really looking forward uh, To the opportunity To Have my my name on a book um, So that, that Will be wonderful And it's taking a lot of work It's taking time to but definitely, it's just definitely something that comes naturally, like with writing. And then I'm I'm always learning how to get better, how to correct myself. You know, without spell check. You know, like nowadays I would use a spell check, but just in my head, I've always been good with grammar and putting pen to uh, pen to paper. You know, so it it ends up working out if you work hard at it. So I'm gonna continue to to press. And get this novel done. And then, uh, I plan in the future on, you know, reading passages from it, different things in it, comparing it, uh, to maybe things you experience because it's a, it's a fictional tale. So I think you'll enjoy it. It's a good, it's a good mystery. A lot of suspense. And, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna put you on another level. And, and uh, have you wanting more, right? So that's the whole aim, is to, yes, debut my novel, but also be able to have something out there I'm always proud of, a, a solid piece of work, something golden, last through the ages. And it's been an engaging process, when you're learning of better techniques, and better ways to approach dialogue and just so much that goes in to your writing um, you, you know and it's you have to have the clear space for it and the clear head for it and my favorite type of writing is always going to be inspirational writing where I have a good conversation or a good day and I take things from a day and I'm able to put that into my writing and use that to motivate me and, and keep me going but you'll hear more about that We're also, you know, and I'm also looking to do some interviews on the show too. So stay tuned for that. Like, like I said, good game on tomorrow. Rams, Seahawks. And we're going to, I'm going to get into all of it, um, on the podcast tomorrow. Game Thursday. There's for uh, some Thursday night football. I'm going to have a pick for you and we're going to have a nice preview and then we're going to, you know, the week ahead for Sunday. We'll be looking at that as well. But I really thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'll probably finish off just a little bit of politics. So you've got, you know, critical race theory uh, becoming a, a national issue to where states are actually moving on it one way or another. <clears throat> you see this as recently as North Carolina, where uh, a whole school district is, or a whole county is, basically going to punish any schools for uh, for teaching that America's racist. So that was something that really piqued my interest when I seen that, and that just shows that there's still those constitutional, fundamental thinking people out there in the school system. So that's good to see. So you can take something good home with you today from the show. Um, that there are counties that are moving on this and working to kind of reel in the madness that has become of our public education system. And it has to happen. It has to happen on a local level. And uh, you have to get involved. And if you have kids, you should, without a question, be involved. Without a question, be involved. And be at every PTA meeting. I shouldn't have to tell you, you know. I mean that that's just go should just go without saying, right? Like you just do it, and you just put up or shut up. That's that's the way to look at that. But I have to say, with the uh, the Build Back Better bill, is really just the BS bill. It's just, it's just who wants any of this fluff in here, human infrastructure, I mean, we're, we're starting to get borderline transhumanism here, like transhumanist, I should say, like, now we're starting to go towards that boundary, and i am got to tell you, I'm uncomfortable with it, uh, personally uncomfortable with that, and I, you know, I don't know, but I know a lot of people feel the same that I talk to. That we're getting too close to having computers and technologies consume our lives. You seen Facebook go down, Instagram go down, what's a app go down? Who the hell's using that? And then, you know, that's just one of those things that it all goes down, and like people freak out. They don't know what to do. Like texting. Text messaging is dead Who texts anymore That's like the last thing you're gonna do You have a snapchat A facebook messenger or something Like you're not gonna Be bothered to text somebody So With phone calls the Probably the most phone calls you get Are spam calls Because who's doing that anymore You see everything you need to see If you have any social media You know what I mean and It's like the whole game has changed Um, it's just another, like, what if, you know, that stuff isn't there, you know, so how will people act? I think people would figure it out, but I think at first, yeah, it would hit hard, like it, like it did for that little time there when people couldn't use it. And like businesses rely on that and they can't recoup any money from that time loss. It's one thing you can't get back is time. Time is money to a business. So you see that, like, things like that, are what's helping keep the stock market shaky as well, right? We can't see back to back positive, you know, days and a number of sectors. It's just, it's just things are just getting hammered flat out, and it just begs the question: like, Is like, there, is there a bubble looming, or is the bubble already popped? Again? We just haven't woke up to it. So that's some food for thought, you know. But the Build Back Better bill is basically uh, garbage, dead on arrival, and it just has too much fluff for anybody to want to pass a Democrat or Republican. So it's just, that's going to stall out, I think. That's one of those things that stalls out. time. Then you have... After... Uh, you know, Critical Race Theory is finally... Getting the attention that it deserves... Uh, for how, you know, dangerous it can be. Now you have... All these different... Organizations and groups... That are going under the radar... You haven't heard anything from Planned Parenthood. You haven't heard nothing about it. Uh, Black Lives Matter, quiet. Although on a cartoon I was watching, they had a commercial for Black Lives Matter and I was like, what is this? And it was, you know, I don't know. I just felt like, okay, I I didn't understand what the commercial was trying to say about it. Just like Black Lives Matter, but it was just like showing you a bunch of like, what am I seeing here? I didn't understand the messaging. Like, the commercials are bad to begin with. Now you're throwing that at me? Oh, man. So with some of the stuff, you can't win. Right? Like sometimes just like you just look at that and you're like, okay, so it's already hit the the cartoon channel. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, you're going to get past that. There's a firewall for you. But you have uh, China flying all these planes over Taiwan, and that's not getting any attention. Something's wrong with that. And I continue to say we're so worried about space when well, we have so many monsters right here in our own country. You know, and, and across the border, north and south of the border. So, yeah, I definitely think the priorities uh need to be realigned. And it's not going to happen in this administration. Folks, it's not going to happen. You got uh Biden asleep at the wheel. I, and, and it's unfortunate. It's something that's hard for me to even get worked up about because it's like an echo chamber, you know. It's just one of those things that we're all watching. We all see what's happening. We all know that this guy is not cutting the mustard. Like, we know it's not working. And Kamala Harris, you finally seen the video of her saying, you know, talking down on Iran. You finally seen that video come out, which is against, you know, Democrat policy, you know, the Democrat policy. That's that's against Democrat uh, policy one on one. She goes hardline against it. But other than that, you haven't heard a peep. And that video is old. Like that video they started showing on the news. That video is old. Uh, So I don't know what the news is doing. I feel like they're running out of stuff. I mean, the border crisis is probably the main issue right now. With the 60,000 people coming from Haiti. Through the Panama Canal. Through all, you know what I mean? Like it's just treacherous. How many of those people are actually going to make it? Is a question I ask. And then they're going to Texas. Um, is what everybody's saying. So if all the reports are they're going to Texas, it's like there's got to be some type of plan. So you got the ten governors going down there to Mission Texas to talk about it. But what are they going to do? I mean, realistically. What, what can you do? Because you already have all these Afghan refugees sitting at the military bases. You heard that they're just walking off. So the immigration problem in this country is that there's no way to properly, you know, vex people coming in. We don't know who you are. We don't know anything about you. You don't speak the language. How are you going to, you know... Come into society and get a job and, and be able to have food and not live off the taxpayers' uh, assistance. You know, how are you going to be able to study yourself and get on your feet and, and you know, pay taxes and, and, and apply yourself, apply your knowledge here so we can see what you have to offer? Because there's some type of talent with everybody, so, you know, I'm all about giving people a chance, but with When the immigration system is as bad as it is, you can't tell me because of COVID they don't have a plan, you know. And if that was the case, you should have stuck with the other guy because the other guy had the plan. And people don't people maybe are not thinking these things through, and they're so caught up in nine to five in their own alternate universe that they're not focusing on the actual universe that they're living in. And that's my piece for today, ladies and gentlemen. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.